1: Main
2: Menu. Menu. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Main Menu for the 16th of February, 2018. This is your co-host, Jason Castingway. We're going to start rocking out with Randy as he demonstrates his Alltech Lansing Omni Ultra Jacket Bluetooth speaker. I can't wait to hear this thing. Next, Janine addresses some questions asked by a listener as she shows us the basics of Chrome, the web browser. Last but not least, yours truly demonstrates a new piece of tech he acquired. Yes, I got myself an Orbit Reader 20 refreshable Braille display. Happy toe-tapping, at least in this first segment.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Randy Rusnak speaking. Today I have a speaker to share with you, and by the sound of it, you'd think that In the Minnesota weather where I'm at right now, it would be so cold I'm going to be putting on my jacket so that I could keep warm, but that's not the case. This speaker is called the Altec Lansing Omni Ultra Jacket. And boy, what a speaker it is. This speaker, I will describe first, and then we'll get into the demonstration. It's oval shape. It's totally encapsulated in rubber. Rubber buttons, the only thing that is cloth is the speaker grills on both sides. This speaker you can hear from both sides whether you're facing it with the buttons going across the top from left to right or the opposite way going from right to left. So if you are listening to it from across the table from me, you will hear the same thing that I hear. And what you hear, I want to tell you is absolutely gorgeous. This speaker lists for over $150, but you can get it on Amazon for $129, as this is recorded in mid to late February. For some reason, some of the reviews aren't that great, but I have friends that have this speaker, so I took a chance because I trust my friends that are audiophilists, and, man, I'm sure glad that I did. This speaker has a 60 hour battery life it charges with a barrel connector in other words there's no usb charging Um, that is one thing that i wish it would have was usb charging but don't lose the power supply it's rather large so i don't think you will Uh, there's a port that opens on the side of the speaker And it all depends on which way the speaker is facing. Now, if you have it the way I have it facing, where the power button is on the left, there's a little opening, and I'll flip it open, and you can probably hear that, and that's a little door. Inside the door is a USB connector, and if you plug that connector in, it will allow you to charge a device, like a stream, a tablet... Uh, or any uh, number of items that you have, like a book reader, an iPhone, iPad, you know, uh, so it will charge up your device. And with a a 60-hour battery life, um, it can certainly do the job. Uh, Moving up from the USB port is the charging port, and off to the left is an uh, AUX input where you can plug in uh, another device so that you can... Uh, read through it or whatever it is that you want as i speak about this in the uh 2018 the bluetooth has not come to the victor reader stream so you'd have to plug the stream into it with the auxiliary port all right so we'll close the door it is <sighs> shockproof waterproof dustproof snowproof rainproof, proof big r proof i mean it's so coated in rubber that Uh, It is impervious to just about anything. I mean, I wouldn't go throw it around or anything. The speaker has a lanyard. It weighs five pounds. Five pounds a speaker, and uh, you can be assured it has some really good sound. And it's called a jacket because the rubber coating slips off as a shell, and you can put other shells around it. I don't know why you would, just to make it look better. And honestly, I don't know if those other shells are waterproof. And it's waterproof if you have the door closed to cover the ports. Otherwise, there could be damage to those ports. It comes with a motorcycle mount, a, a bike mount, or whatever kind of a device that you want to mount the speaker onto. I have not used it. I am going to place the speaker in front of me, and we're going to put the power button on the left. There are a row of buttons on the top. There are four of them. And left to right, power, minus, plus, and Bluetooth and while we are on the subject of bluetooth let me just tell you it's self bluetooth capability and what do i mean by that well when you turn the speaker on it's already in bluetooth uh slash pairing mode so if you have it paired already and it pairs in the normal way you just go into settings and bluetooth and pair it it will hold two devices in memory but The Bluetooth button means that you can gang another speaker of this type. So if you have two Omni Jackets, you can gang them into stereo mode. The speaker is in stereo. If you want to have a wide separation and have just great sound that will totally fill your exercise room or whatever, not that it won't already, but if you really want to have good wide separation, you get a speaker, you hit the Bluetooth button, and it uh, will gang perfectly perfectly. Uh, for another speaker in stereo. That's the only time that you use Bluetooth. Again, this is the only time you use the Bluetooth button. Uh, The buttons are combo buttons, and if you press them in certain combinations, the speaker will do certain things. It's got full media control. It will skip back a track, ahead a track. It will... Answer your phone calls for you. It's got a built-in microphone so you can speak through that. I did demonstrate that with my buddy Jason, who is one of the co-hosts of the main menu show. If you want to hang up the call, uh, you just press the power button. Just give it a tap, and it will disconnect the call. If you want to connect a call, you give it a tap, and it will connect the call. It will give you battery status, and it talks. The speaker speaks. It will give you battery status, and it will... uh, Tell you when it's powered on. If a call comes in, it will speak the person in your address book. So it'll say like Jason calling. If you do not have the person in your address book, it will speak the digits. It's pretty cool. It has Siri summoning. So if you want to speak to Siri, you press a combination of the buttons down, and it will speak Siri. How that works is press the power button twice. Just tap, tap, and it will summon Siri. And I'll demonstrate that. All right, so I guess it's time for a demonstration. Okay, I'm in the recording studio now. I cannot use the phone with the speaker and do demonstrations because it will not let me record through the phone using a recording app, so I had to switch to the actual main studio here. All right, I'll turn it on. You will hear it speak, and then you will hear a double beep, which means it's paired. I'm pressing the power button right now. Powering on.
3: Welcome to Alltech Lansing.
1: Okay, it is paired to the phone, so I will double tap the power button and we'll talk to Siri. How are you doing, Siri? Excellent. And there you go. What's the temperature?
3: It's 19 degrees outside.
1: Okay, what we'll do now is we'll get into Spotify and we'll go through a couple of quick Demonstrations of how you can skip ahead and back a track. I can't give you very much choice because copyright laws you can only do just a couple of seconds of streaming media.
2: Yeah my good girl Don't know why she went
1: away. I'll skip ahead a track.
2: Yeah my good girl's done.
1: Skip ahead another track. Do not. We'll skip back a track. So you get the idea on how that works. All right we're just gonna pause this just by hitting the power button one time just tap it. And we can tap it again to start the stream. And that's how it works. By the way, just for clarification, that's a little Leon Redbone, no regrets. That's just a couple of seconds just to show you how uh, the uh, media selection works. And now I'm going to show you what it sounds like when I receive a call. And who's calling? Well, none other, Jason Castingway, one of the co-hosts on Main Menu.
0: Call from Jason Castonguay,
1: answer or ignore. Okay, so we'll answer it. Video folder, three apps, 184 new items. You can't have to open. You can't hear me, can you?
0: Call from Jason Testandua.
1: Hey there. I see how it is. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Well, you know, normally people that listen to this will just get a really big kick out of this. So why should oh, it be? Yes. Why should it be different? <laughs> what happened was uh, the speaker misfired, and I hung up on him. So that's he's, he's feeling disappointed right now, apparently. But he'll get over it. Well, actually,
2: it. I, I just felt like it was totally expected. I, I just knew <laughs> that would happen.
1: <laughs> now this is an interesting thing. I have the microphone facing uh, to the rear of the speaker and i'm talking to you in the front of the speaker so you can see it's omnidirectional and Mm -hmm. um, i'm curious um i guess i never really have asked how does this thing sound because i'm talking directly into the microphone of the omni jacket oh okay you sound great oh well i'm i do yeah but i mean how does the (laughs) the quality (laughs) actually so do you you sound really good
2: oh great yeah um I, I wouldn't be able to tell that you're on like an external device. I mean, you sound Screened like in. you might be just talking onto your phone. Oh, cool. talking into your phone.
1: Right? Yeah. This, yep. yeah, this one I've got, uh, I've got a rock equalization set on the speakers, uh, EQ and, uh, you got really bassy, full sound. Uh, I wish you sounded like that all the time. <laughs> ah, cool. Ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for helping me with this demonstration. Um, I You're
2: welcome. Uh, I can't wait to hear your demonstration. Uh, sounds like a great speaker.
1: Yeah, well, I've had it now for quite a while. And the the thing is, and I was telling people this, that if they got one of these, this has such good sound, I, I just haven't found any, any uh, one that, equals the speaker of course i mean at 129 uh, dollars it should sound uh,
2: yes. Yeah. yeah i would hope so but yeah it sounds like it's well worth the 129
1: you've never seen one of these have you
2: no i i just heard you mention it before but i have no idea what it's like
1: oh what you're hearing now in the background ladies and gentlemen is my clock app that's the uh grand clock app and that actually is coming through the speaker
2: Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, it's filtering it out. I can't hear that. Oh, really? Well, yeah.
1: That's about it. I just wanted to have a little demonstration of the speaker. Awesome. Do you want the pleasure of hanging up on me, or should I hang up on you?
2: Oh, I'll I'll, I'll take that pleasure. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> thanks, <for, laughs> thanks for the uh, call and the demonstration.
2: You're welcome, All and
1: right. I look forward to hearing it. All right. See you later. Right. See you later. Yeah. Bye.
0: Hi everybody, it's Janine, and we listen to our listeners. (laughs) We had a listener, I do believe it was Mr. Harry Brown, ask us about commands for Chrome. And if you've been affected by the recent Firefox issues with screen readers, you might have thought about changing browsers. But do you really want to have to learn a whole new system on a new browser? Well, the good news is that Chrome is very usable. I've been using it now for, oh goodness, probably about six months. And it has gone through various iterations, but it is actually becoming very, very accessible. I'm going to do my demo today using NVDA, but it certainly also works with JAWS. Now, not everything on Chrome is going to work as advertised, so if there is a really rare and strange feature that doesn't quite work for you, please let us know. The good news about Chrome is that it does work with first letter navigation. So you can do H for heading, you can do 3 for uh, heading number 3, that uh, heading style you can do b for button Uh, all of the standard controls that would work on the other browsers for first letter navigation also work in chrome so let's go into chrome though and take a look at a few things before you get started because there are some things that you may want to set up a little bit differently from the just sort of average configuration of chrome so i'm here on my desktop
3: mozilla firefox 5 of 27 Google Chrome 4 of 27.
0: Okay, so let's go ahead and.
3: New tab window. New tab window. Main toolbar. Address and search bar edit. Blank.
0: So when Chrome opens, it's going to put you up in the search bar. And you can change that, obviously, and we will see how. But it's going to put you in a new tab and up in the search bar and to, if you want to just go right in and type a website, that's control L, just like it is in Firefox. So what we are gonna do though, is look at the magic menu. I'm gonna call this the magic menu because it really does some incredible things. So we're going to hit alt F, so hold down your alt key, hit the letter F for file.
3: Menu submenu.
0: Okay, and this menu you can arrow up and down in. I'm gonna arrow up though.
3: Exit control plus shift plus QX. help up menu E. Settings S.
0: There's what we want. Settings. Let's hit document. enter.
3: Settings document. Header. Search settings edit.
0: Okay. And flag. as you can hear, we are now in a search box, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. get out of that. But
3: Main landmark heading level 2 people. Clickable. Clickable person 1.
0: So here you can set this up for you. I'm just going to go down through the headings here.
3: Appearance heading level 2.
0: Okay, appearance. Now there is something up here in People that I wanna show you.
3: Clickable button Import Bookmarks and Settings.
0: So you can actually import your bookmarks and settings from Firefox. So when you hit enter on this button, it's a pretty easy process. It's going to ask you what browser you want to import from, or if you wanna import it from a file that has been created with your bookmarks and everything in it, then it's going to go through and ask you what you want to import and you can check or not check a whole list of things from your passwords that you've saved to uh, a wide variety of things there so browsing history bunch of stuff I will let you explore that one on your own because it's very self-explanatory but let's go back down into the headings so we have and appearance
3: button themes open Chrome web Store.
0: okay you can get into all sorts of themes here
3: Clickable show home button
0: and this may be really handy if you're a low vision person and Chrome just is not looking like what you need it to look like for your particular vision loss, but let's go down here because there is a really good thing here.
3: Disabled. Toggle button not pressed show home button. Clickable show bookmarks bar.
0: Show bookmarks bar. Now I have toggled this on.
3: Toggle button press show bookmarks bar.
0: And we'll show you what that does here in a bit. Font size.
3: Combo box collapsed medium. Okay. recommended.
0: So you have all of your settings for appearance. Let's go on down.
3: Search Engine, Heading Level 2.
0: Here you can choose your search engine.
3: Default Browser, Heading Level 2.
0: You can also make Chrome your default browser if you want, or change that.
3: On Startup, Heading Level 2.
0: Okay, on Startup, we have a couple things that can happen here.
3: Clickable radio button not checked. Open the new tab page.
0: So we can open the new tab.
3: Radio button not checked. Continue where you left off.
0: If you were browsing, which uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and check that, checked, because that frequently happens to me, where my browser will close out for other reasons uh, that usually have to do with the network or something like that, and I want to continue where I left off, so I'm going to do that. Our other choice, though, is
3: radio button not checked, open a specific page or set of pages.
0: So there we go. We can have a home page. This would be where you would set up your home page.
3: Heading level two button collapsed advanced.
0: Okay. Advanced, this is where all the good stuff happens. So expanded. let's take a look.
3: Heading level two, privacy and security.
0: This is really important. Please go through this section and check or uncheck whatever you feel you would like. I'm not gonna go through the whole section. It's pretty easy to arrow down through, which is all I'm doing here, folks. I'm just arrowing down. And for the headings, I am just doing the letter H.
3: Passwords and heading level two.
0: Okay, here are passwords and forms.
3: Button autofill settings. Enable autofill to fill out forms in a single click. There you go. Clickable manage passwords.
0: Okay, so you can see you've got some choices here. Offer
3: to save your web passwords. And yes. Button manage passwords. Heading level two languages.
0: Okay, that's languages. I'm going to skip that
3: one. Downloads heading level two.
0: Downloads, here we go. This was something that Harry and I started our conversation about downloads and how do you download things. Well, we'll show you that in a minute, but here is where you manage your downloads so you know exactly where those files are going. Location. Okay, here's the
3: location. See, users, downloads Clickable button change.
0: And there you can change that location to whatever you want it to be. Clickable ask
3: where to save each file before downloading.
0: And there's our ask where to save each file before downloading. And you may want to enable this because you may have different files that you want placed in different folders other than your download folder. I'm terrible for not cleaning out my download folder. So <laughs> if I can't find something, it's probably in my download folder.
3: Toggle button, not press ask where to save each file before downloading. Heading level two printing.
0: Okay, here's printing.
3: Printers. Button printers.
0: This is where you can set up your printer and uh, set up your array of printers.
3: Accessibility heading level two.
0: Accessibility, let's look and see what's under here.
3: Link add accessibility features. Link open Chrome Web Store. Link button add accessibility features. Heading level two system.
0: Okay, so the accessibility features, honestly, I'm not sure what all they are. I'm sure there are some pretty cool ones in there. If anybody out there has some particular accessibility features that they really like in Chrome and would like us to feature, we're happy to do that. Let's go on here.
3: Heading level two system.
0: Okay, so for our system settings, we have a number of things here. I'll let you go through those on your own. Reset heading level two. Reset. That's pretty self-explanatory, I hope. Uh, And I hope you never have to use it, actually. So those are all of our settings. Now, I'm going to go ahead and hit Alt-Home, which...
3: Settings window. Main toolbar. Okay. Address and search bar edit. Blank.
0: that's taken us back up to our address and search bar. The other way, and if you had a homepage set, that would take you to your homepage just like it does in Internet Explorer, etc., the other way to flip back and forth between your address bar and your main web page is F6. Bookmarks toolbar.
3: 38 CFR
0: 1.2. And F6 will step you through, as you hear the bookmarks toolbar is up there. Document. And there's our document, which is our web page. And if I hit F6 again,
3: new tab window, main toolbar, okay. address insert.
0: We're up in our new tab where we can type an address and go to, but we can go bookmarks toolbar. And if I hit Shift f yeah, quiet that. If I hit Shift F6,
3: main toolbar. And yeah,
0: we're in address our main toolbar. So now I'm going to go ahead and go back down into our document.
3: document. Link Gmail.
0: And let's see what happens when I hit that menu button. I'm going to hit Alt. New tab
3: window. Main toolbar.
0: And I didn't even... menu buttons. There we go. Didn't even hit F for that one. Just hit the Alt key.
3: Menu submenu. New tab control plus TT. New window control plus NN.
0: Okay. So these are the things as I'm down arrowing. I'm in the main web page. I hit my Alt key. And these are the things that I get when I hit my Alt key. And I'm just hitting my down arrow now.
3: New incognito window control plus shift plus NI.
0: So I had new tab, new window, new incognito window, which I have no idea what that means. <laughs> it sounds very ominous. Um, it's something I don't use, but I'm sure some people do.
3: History submenu H.
0: Ah, here's our history. Now, let's do a right arrow.
3: History control plus H. Settings control plus shift plus T.
0: So here are your settings for your history. If you want to get in and change your history settings, history with Control-H is really, really useful. I've, I use the History tab all the time because I flip back and forth between several uh, web pages and occasionally they close out on me. So I have to go back through my history and come back to them.
3: History Control plus HH.
0: OK, so those are the only two things under your History tab. Let's...
3: History submenu H. Downloads Control plus JD.
0: Okay, there are downloads. So we have control J uh, plus D and that is for our downloads.
3: Bookmarks submenu B.
0: Here are our bookmarks and we'll go into bookmarks uh, a bit later. I just want to show you everything that's on this menu because there's a lot on here. Zoom. There's Zoom. I use the Zoom meeting client. Full screen F11. Okay, and I just hit the down arrow twice because one of these things is either blank or doesn't speak. So here's our full screen. Print. Print. Control
3: plus BP. Cast. See.
0: That is obviously for audio if you are casting to another Google device or... Find.
3: Okay. Cast. Find. Control plus FF. More tools submenu
0: L. Ah, more tools. And again, anytime you see more, that's usually where the good stuff is. So let's...
3: Save pages.
0: Right arrow. Control plus S-A. There's our save page as.
3: Clear browsing data. Control plus shift plus C. Extensions E. Task manager shift plus ESCT. Developer tools control plus shift plus ID. Save page as. Control plus SA.
0: Now, if you hit save page as, one of the choices is to save the page to your desktop. Now I don't know how many people do this. I happen to do it a lot because I like to be able to access certain pages right from my desktop uh, so I don't have to come in and fiddle around with bookmarks and remember the name or anything like that. I can save it to my desktop then I can rename it to something more meaningful but yet the link still goes where it's supposed to go. So this is where you're gonna go. You're gonna go to Save File As and then we'll save it to the desktop. So that is our ever-helpful Google Chrome menu. Now...
3: More tools submenu L. Okay, new to, tab window. Let's just Main get... toolbar.
0: Okay, we're going to get out of that and I'm going to go to my bookmarks bar. Bookmarks toolbar.
3: 38 CFR 1.218 security and law enforcement at VA facilities. Travel to the European Union service dog central button.
0: Okay, now I'm using my right arrows. Here to move across the toolbar.
3: Traveling internationally with a guide dog or service animal mobility international USA button.
0: Okay, let's say I want to go to that bookmark. Traveling I'm just internationally hit with a guide enter. dog
3: or service animal mobility international USA document. Link jump to navigation.
0: And here I am in that particular website.
3: Traveling internationally with a guide dog or service animal mobility international USA.
0: Okay, I just checked the uh, status bar with my uh, insert T. and that's both the JAWS command and the uh, NVDA command. So now we're in that document. Let's go back to the bookmarks bar.
3: Traveling International Bookmarks Toolbar.
0: Okay, now I'm on my bookmarks toolbar, and I'm going to use my left arrow to see what else is here because my up and down arrows don't really do anything on this toolbar. So let me go.
3: Menu containing hidden bookmarks, menu button, submenu.
0: Okay, so one to the left of where it lands you is going to be apps. Then we have our hidden bookmarks.
3: Menu, submenu. Search results for convention and Ohio Imported from Firefox sub-menu.
0: Okay, here's our imported from Firefox.
3: Imported from Firefox menu sub-menu.
0: Let's see what's in the here. guide to use of
3: service animals in New York State, New York's CapTech voice equipment. A I squared eyes JAWS migration.
0: What this appears to have is actual first letter navigation.
3: Accessible forms in Microsoft Word. Animal industry division guide service dogs entering Hawaii.
0: There we go. Let's say I wanna find that website.
3: Traveling internationally we'll with a guide dog or service animal. Ability international USA document. Link jumped in navigation. Unknown. Clickable. Animal Industry Division Guide and Service.
0: And there we go. So that's one way to find your bookmarks. Now let's go, though, to our menu. So we're here. This bookmark came from our list that we imported from Firefox. But let's go to our menu.
3: Animal Industry Division Guide and Service Dogs entering Hawaii window. Main toolbar.
0: Okay. Chrome menu button. Now when it says main toolbar, that means you are up in the area where you would type in your website. So we want to hit F6. Bookmarks Toolbar.
3: Animal Industry Division Guide and Service Docs entering Hawaii document.
0: Okay, blank. Now we're in the document. So I'm gonna hit my Alt key. Animal
3: Industry Division Guide and Service Docs entering Hawaii window. Menu submenu.
0: Okay, and I'm hitting my down arrow till we get to bookmarks.
3: New tab control plus TT. New window. New incognito window. History submenu. Downloads control. Bookmarks submenu B. Bookmark this page. Okay. Control plus D.
0: So we can bookmark. Right-share experience. So we can bookmark that page.
3: Search results for convention. Anthohio.org. Right share experience. To do list and task manager. Home. of business brief. Service animals. Traveling with service animals and track.
0: I'm just hitting my down arrow key here just to go through these and let's see.
3: Accessibility testing with the NVDA screen reader, YouTube.
0: And yes, we can do first letter navigation with these two. So if you remember the name of the bookmark, that's fantastic.
3: Bookmark this page. Control plus D.
0: So we can bookmark this page. I'm going to down arrow.
3: Show bookmarks bar control plus shift plus B, check S.
0: Okay, we have that already checked.
3: Bookmark manager control plus shift plus OB.
0: There's our bookmark manager where we can go in and delete things, whatever we need uh, to look at, clean up our bookmarks a little bit. That's something that I probably need to do repeatedly.
3: (laughs) Import bookmarks and settings.
0: There's our import bookmarks and settings again from the settings page.
3: 38 CFR 1.218 security and law enforcement at VA facilities.
0: Okay, and now, now we're starting into our bookmarks, but let's go back up to the bookmark manager.
3: Import book, bookmark, bookmark manager, show bookmark, bookmark manager, control, plus shift, plus OB. Doc, bookmarks document, header, search bookmarks edit.
0: And Land. here is where you can search your bookmarks. Now you can do this right from the web page. Okay. I'm just going to go out of this. Let's go. Bookmarks. Okay.
3: Animal industry division guidance.
0: And to close that, I just did a control F4. So now I'm going to do a control shift O.
3: untyped bookmarks document. Search, bookmarks, edit.
0: And here Land. we are in the search bar. So I'm just going to type in ADA.
3: Search results. Ada. Ada. Clickable banner landmark. Clickable clear search button. Menu button menu organize. Bookmark folder tree navigation landmark. Clickable button collapse bookmarks bar.
0: OK, now I am arrowing down with my down arrow through these. Bookmarks
3: bar. Clickable button collapse imported from Firefox. Imported from Firefox. Clickable bookmarks toolbar. Clickable Mozilla Firefox. Clickable other bookmarks. Clickable. Clickable, clickable, Ada business brief, service animals.
0: Okay, so here are all of my...
3: Menu button, sub menu, more actions for Ada business brief. Ah, there service are animals.
0: more actions. Let's see what they are. Okay, so unlike most of these sub menus, you can't expand it with a right arrow. You actually have to hit a space bar. Bookmarks
3: document, okay. dialog, edit one of seven.
0: And here are the actions that you can do on this particular bookmark. You can edit it.
3: Copy URL two of seven.
0: That's a handy one.
3: Show in folder three of seven. Delete 407. Open in new tab 507. Open in new Windows 607. Open in incognito windows 707. Seven. Edit 107.
0: Okay, so those are all the things you can do with that bookmark. So if you happen to get out Dr. of that menu.
3: Bookmark list grouping. Adaf Business Brief Service Annals.
0: I'm just gonna hit enter. And we'll see.
3: Clickable, clickable, clickable Business Brief, service animals.
0: Okay, I'm just gonna hit the space bar And we'll see nothing happens. What I typically do, because you can't really open this, although it says it opens it in a new tab, I've not figured out how to get to that yet. So, what I do is copy the URL. Bookmarks document. Bookmark list grouping. And clickable, clickable, more action. Okay, now I'm in the bookmarks here. I can do a control L. Bookmarks
3: window. Main toolbar.
0: Okay, I bump in my main toolbar and now I do a control V.
3: Selection removed
0: and my selection should be pasted.
3: HTTPS slash slash, slash service animals 2000.
0: Okay, so the, I'm pretty sure that's the right link. I'm gonna hit enter.
3: Selected HTTPS slash slash www.ada.gov slash service animals and Ada requirements. Service animals document.
0: Okay, there we go. We are on the page that we wanted. So that's a little bit of a way to get to those bookmarks that you can't remember the name of. You may want to search on a keyword that might be in the bookmark, etc. There's the way to do it. Not particularly graceful. It's uh, a lot easier to go up to the bookmark bar and uh, go through the lists, etc. and try to find it that way. But uh, if you absolutely can't remember the name of the bookmark and it might jog your memory to look for a key search word, that's the way you do it. All right, so let's go to downloading. Now, if we want to download something, I'm going to go to our website for work here. So we are gonna now download one of the podcasts that we produce at the Guide Dog Foundation. So we are at our site We're on our multimedia button. So let me go in here.
3: Graduate multimedia Guide Dog Foundation. Clickable link, skip to main content. Banner blank. Graduate multimedia Guide Dog Foundation, blank. Clickable. Main landmark December 2017 4 PAWED cast episode four interview W slash CEO Wells Jones heading level four.
0: Okay, so here is our latest podcast. It's from December. I'm just gonna hit my visited link button because I've been here before, and this'll get me to the audio link.
3: Audio MP three visited link.
0: Okay, so we're on the audio link. I'm gonna hit enter.
3: Document toolbar toolbar button play. All
0: right, so now we are that actually got us to play the file, but we actually want to download the file. So
3: HTTPS. Slash 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 gdf slash graduate multimedia slash 2403 slash 40. Button play. Button play. Button. T- Slider 3.0. Mute button. Media control. Download media button.
0: So we've paused the file, and then I simply hit my tab key to tab down to download media. And I'm going to hit enter. And.
3: HTTPS. Document. Video toolbar.
0: Okay. Now, if you want to find out whether this got downloaded or not, let's go to our menu.
3: HTTPS. Menu, submenu. New tab, new window, new incognito, history, submenu, downloads, control, plus JD. Doc, search, downloads, edit.
0: Okay. Blank. Blank. Now we can get out of that.
3: Button more actions. Heading level three today.
0: And there's today.
3: Visited link for PAWED cast episode four two 42017.mp3.
0: And there is our podcast, which has been downloaded to our downloads file. So this is where you can look. Uh, You can get to it through the menu, or you can do Control-J and get to it. You get out of the search box, you arrow down, and it will show you your various downloads, places, uh, things that you have downloaded. And if you have it set to a particular place in your settings where you want things downloaded, that's where they'll be. Let's go out and see if that file is actually there. I'm going to do window. Windows E Tree to view. bring up our File Explorer. Tree view. And I'm shift tabbing. Quick access tapping. expanded
3: one of two level one desktop downloads.
0: Okay, here's our downloads folder.
3: Items view list. Very level aster stable sixty four not.
0: Okay, and I'm just going to type the number four.
3: Four P A W E D cast episode four two thousand 2017, 8 of one hundred and sixteen.
0: And let's go right arrow and see what the date is.
3: Date modified, edit 2 slash 4 slash 2018 to 13 p.m. Read only row 8, date modified, column 2.
0: And that would be today <laughs> on the 4th of February. So there we go. It has been downloaded. So that's how you can check. But there are also ways within Chrome. If this all seems really Byzantine and crazy, just remember, click on that file or piece of media or whatever it is you're trying to download. Go ahead and click on it then silence it if you're going to need to because you can hear it was a little loud there Um, go ahead and silence it and then tab down to that download media button most things will have a button now different websites are going to be written differently but in chrome that's usually how you download some of them will have an automatic download button so when you hit enter it goes right to download and it will be there so if you don't see anything happening check your downloads again you can go control J out of the search box check the downloads to see if it's actually got downloaded there we are that is for now what I can show you about Chrome if you have any other questions you can email us at mainmenu at acbradio.org that way our entire staff gets it and uh, if I don't have the answer somebody will so keep asking how do I Dot, dot, dot. And we'll keep coming up with these features for you. And if we don't know, we'll find the person who does. This has been Janine for Main Menu.
2: Hello, everyone. Jason here. And I have a bit of new tech to show you. I thought I was going to do an unboxing, but alas, my excitement got me opening the box rather quickly. And I wasn't near a recorder. (laughs) So it's not quite an unboxing. To start this off, I'm going to play a sound for you, and I bet you will guess what it is I'm showing you. Of course, you may know already by hearing the introduction to main menu or by seeing the show notes, but anyway, if you haven't and you're up for a little surprise, here it is. Does that give you a clue? It's a bit louder than usual because I was holding it pretty close to the microphone. But that is the sound of the Orbit Reader 20 powering up. It first displays all the dots of every cell and then retracts them, and then brings up the first item in the list, which happens to be getting started.brf. If you happen to have left it inside a file, you will come up right where you were when you powered it off. First, I'll tell you what comes in the box. You get the unit itself, a USB cable, The end which plugs into the unit for charging and connection to a PC is a micro USB. There's also a charger that plugs into the wall and a quick start guide in Braille. When you take the unit out, you will find there is an SD card already inserted and it contains this getting started file. It also has a sample content folder and a file I created called test.txt and user documentation orbit These 20 cells refresh from left to right, not all at once. It's pretty quick, but it is something different for readers to experience. I like the feel of the Braille. It is very firm, unlike other displays where you can press lightly and feel the pins go down and then spring back up. This does not do that. It's just the Braille is there and there for the reading. It feels very high quality. One thing that is stressed in the Quick Start is that upon receiving the unit, one is encouraged to upgrade to the latest version of the firmware. So I did that and it was pretty easy. Uh, You connect the USB cable to your PC and there's a piece of software you run. All of the instructions are outlined in the user guide, not the Quick Start. The Quick Start actually tells you that you need to refer to the user guide for the complete procedure. So you run this software and it detects the file that needs to be installed and installs it onto the unit. In the future, I would love it if they could find a way to allow the user to just put the firmware file right onto the SD card. The unit would detect it independently of any other computer and simply upgrade itself. That would be great. So now I'm going to describe the unit. I realize I've, I've been jumping around a little bit. The unit looks like a rectangle. It has nice rounded corners, but other than that, there are no other features of the design that pop out, in my mind. It just has nice rounded corners, and it's straight lines for both length and width. On the top, you have your nice six-dot Perkins keyboard. In between the dot 1 and dot 4, there is a set of buttons. Your up, down, left, and right cursor keys with a enter or select button in the center and just below that is your space bar, and there is a button on each side of the space bar, on the left being dot seven, on the right being dot eight. On each end of the braille display, which is located below the space bar, you have a forwards and backwards scrolling key. You can use either side to move forward and backward. Your power button and ports are located on the back left side so the unit is still facing me, I'm not going to turn it around and if you just reach behind it on the left hand side starting on the left is your square power button then your SD card slot and your USB port and that's it the only other feature I notice immediately is that underneath you can feel that there is a battery cover, the battery is user replaceable speaking of the battery I have been playing with this unit on and off for the past several days, and it's amazing to me that it is only today gone down to 90%. And I also figured out that it gives you indication in 10% increments, it appears. To power it on, you hold the power button for two seconds, and you'll hear the display start up. Same to power off, you hold it down for two seconds. If you want the unit to go to sleep, you simply depress the power button, it will go to sleep, and then you can press it again without holding and it will wake back up. I forget exactly what the length of time is, but it is smart enough to say that if it's been sleeping for too long, it'll just power off. The advantage of sleep mode is that it's a little quicker coming back up and going to sleep for that matter. It's just easy to press that power button and have it go to sleep. I'm gonna put it to sleep for a moment because I just wanna give you an idea of the keys. The six-dot Perkins keyboard sounds like this. It's a very quiet keyboard. I wasn't sure what it would be like. So I feel like I can be typing along um, in a class or something and not have it be very noisy at all. The keys are straight across. They're not in that slightly curved layout that we've seen on a lot of note takers. They're a sort of square shape with rather rounded corners and they have a pretty nice feel to them. The space bar is rectangular. Those two scroll buttons on either end of the display look like little rocker switches. I'm gonna turn it back on. Brought it out of sleep mode. And I'm gonna go to the top of my file list. I haven't memorized all the commands yet. I do know that some of them are very similar to what you would expect on note takers. You can do chord dots one, two, three, four top of list, uh, top of file in the reader, and spacebar and dots 456 will bring you to the end of the list or end of the file in the reader. I'm going to just read a little bit. I'm going to enter the um, getting started file with dot 8 or enter, and here we are, and I thought I'll just read to you so you can hear me scroll and hear the display as it goes. Orbit Reader 20 quick start guide copyright twenty eighteen the american printing house for the blind incorporated this quick start guide provides instructions for charging the device orientation powering on and off selecting and reading content, and entering and exiting menus. Consult the Orbit Reader 20 user guide included on the SD card or online at tech.aph.org OR20 for more complete instructions and information. Note, it is important to upgrade your device to the most current version. Please refer to the Device Upgrade Procedure section of the User Manual for instructions. In the box, check that the listed items have been included. Contact customer service at 1-800-223-1839 or aph.org with any problems. So that's kind of what it feels like. I mean, it feels great to read. I don't feel like the scrolling... I thought the scrolling in the different way that it would scroll would interfere with reading or or make reading different. Maybe it's a little bit of getting used to, but as you can hear, it feels very smooth. The sound is a little different too, so I imagine some might feel that's something to get used to. I don't feel like it would be terribly intrusive in a meeting or anything like that. It's not abrupt or sharp in any way. It's lightweight. I don't yet have a case for it, but I know that Orbit Research makes a case for it, and also Executive Products makes one. When I did some reading of a FAQ that's on the Orbit Research site, I found that I think it's iOS 10.2.3 and above support the Orbit Reader 20. NVDA also supports the Orbit Reader 20, and so does the Mac There is an emulation mode so that if your screen reader doesn't support the Orbit Reader yet, but supports the Refresher Braille 18, you can emulate that display and it will work perfectly. The one difference being, you will only see 18 cells of Braille instead of 20. If I remember correctly, the device weighs just under a pound. I don't remember the dimensions. There is no translation going on in the device. It will not back translate or translate into Braille. So whatever you type is whatever you get. (laughs) If you type in grade one, that's fine. If you type in grade two, that's fine. You can make up your own Braille language, and that's fine too. APH provides Send to Braille, a utility that we talked about in a main menu episode, oh, I don't know, at least a few months ago. We also talked about Braille Blaster in that episode. But if you go to tech.aph.org/lt, you can get the Send to Braille utility. It's for Windows, and it installs itself as a contextual menu item so that, say, you're on a text file or a PDF or something that you want translated into Grade 2 Braille. All you do is use your contextual menu and say Send to Braille. Then you can put that file on your SD card and bring it up on the Orbit Reader. If you're using a Mac, there isn't quite a utility so readily available. There is Braille Blaster, so you can bring your file up in Braille Blaster, and then save it as a BRF or BRL file and put it on your SD card and bring it up on the reader. And of course, any BRF files you find online will come up readily on the reader. If you bring a .txt file that is untranslated, that is exactly how you will see it. These Braille cells do have all eight dots, so if you're looking at plain text, you will see the capital letters with seven underneath them. In the editor, it is possible to cut, copy, and paste text, which is great. One feature I really like is that, say you're editing a file and you're doing some note-taking, you can exit the editor, go to a file you've been reading, read some more, for example, and do a Chord, I think it's Chord-E-D and it will bring you right back to your last edited file so you can continue taking notes and then you can exit the editor, go back to your reading file and then when you're ready to take more notes on what you've read, you can get right back to your last edited file. It's really neat that you can go back and forth easily like that. You can also do cut, copy, paste in the file manager so you can move files around pretty easily and create new folders. Uh, One thing that I read but didn't fully understand until I did it was that if you go to create a new file it throws you right into the editor and the first line that you type is the name of that file so for example if I turn the unit on here and get to my file list I'm going to do chord N and it gives me a blank display but with a cursor at the first position. So I'm going to type main menu, and I'm typing in grade one, but you know, I don't see that it has to be grade one. I'm gonna do a dot, and this is in computer braille, dot B-R-L. So I did M-A-I-N space M-E-N-U and then the four six B-R-L. I'm going to press dot eight for enter brings me to a new line. And I press another one just to give me a, a blank line between that file name and what I'm going to type now. And I'm going to type in grade two. This is a test I am doing while recording a demo for main menu. And I just made a mistake and I just press dot seven to backspace and retype. So now, I know there's a quicker way to exit the editor, but I forget what it is. There is a menu I can get into by pressing the select key in the center of those cursor keys. And my first option is exit. There's mark. I'm just going through the menu. There's copy, paste, cut, find, save, and then it wraps back around to exit. And all of these Menu options have a shortcut key, E for exit, M for mark, etc. So I'm going to press Enter on Exit. I believe the unit saves while you work, so there is a save option if you want to be absolutely sure. I didn't care quite so much for this little test that I was typing, so I just pressed Enter on Exit. And now that I've exited it, I'm here in the reader. It didn't actually exit the file completely. It just threw me out of the editor into the reader, and I see that I have mainmenu.brl. I went to the top, and now I see this is a test. I uh, What is it? This is a test I am doing while recording a demo for main menu. And then when I get to the very end, it says end of file. If I want to exit the reader, I just press .7. It brings me back to my list of files, and I am right on mainmenu.brl. It's very simple to use once you get used to it. I love that it is so affordable at, I believe it was $449. And I think a whole lot is in store for a reader like this. I wonder what kinds of features we might be seeing next. And... Who knows? This is just the very first iteration. There may be all sorts of things in store, and with this kind of technology making it as affordable as it is, I'm thinking it's just going to get better from here. Now I'm going to demonstrate the configuration menu. You enter that by pressing up arrow plus select at the same time. The first thing that displays is battery, and mine right now shows 90%. You would think to use the scroll keys to just keep reading, but in this case, it's the down arrow on the cursor keys. So below that is cursor blink. I have it set to zero because I don't want my cursor blinking, but we have one. These are by seconds, so there's one second every five seconds, every 15 seconds, every 30 seconds, every 60 seconds, and then back to zero. And to make sure you save your option that you've selected you press select and then it just puts you right back in the menu where you can scroll down and see your other things in the file manager this next option says sort name ascending down again it says split words off and that I believe means if you are wanting to fill the display to the max before scrolling it will leave the words unsplit so the rest of the word continues on the next line of the display. I have it set to split them. Filter.7 is on. So if there are files with .7 in them because of capital letters and things, I wouldn't see that. I know sometimes in the BRF files that you get online or from translators, all of the letters are in capitals. So filtering that .7 would be pretty important in those cases down again we get wrapping and that is what exactly and I have that set to on and I'm trying to remember how that differs from split from the word splitting and I don't know exactly (laughs) I read the manual rather quickly and went over some main points and that was a few days ago so mm, I might need to go back there Then we have Compressed Spaces, and that's turned on, and that makes it so if you have multiple spaces or blank lines, it will condense them so you're not having to scroll and scroll and scroll. And we have Load Language, and that's so you can load different languages on the unit. I have not played with that since the language present is the one I want. Then we have Switch Language, and that allows you to switch from languages already loaded onto the unit. Then we have the encoding, and that is for the encoding of the files, and it's set to ANSI right now. There's Unicode LE, Unicode BE, UTF-8, and ANSI. So I just leave it on ANSI. Then it shows you the version of the firmware, which is 01.01.44 as of this recording and my serial number which is helpful if you need to call and report an issue and then we have reset defaults so that if you just want to reset all of your options you can do that below that is USB and right now it's set to HID that's where I'm leaving it but you can change that to mass storage. So it'll act as your mass storage device if say you just connect it to your computer and you wanna manipulate files on the SD card. And then we have serial. I can't think of any application for that at the moment, but I'm sure it's there. And then back to HID. Then below that, we have Bluetooth. I have it off right now since I wasn't planning on pairing it with anything right off. And I wanted to save battery. Um, Probably wouldn't matter so much because I realize now the battery is quite spectacular. Then we have the pair mode. It says pair just works. The other pairing mode is confirm code. I think I'd like to leave it on just works. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the emulate mode that I was telling you about earlier with the refresher braille emulation. That's set to off. When I arrow I see RF18 and back to off. And then we're on mode is standalone. I can change that to BT for Bluetooth, USB, and then back to standalone. There are shortcut keys all over the user guide, so you don't necessarily have to go through the menu to change these configuration settings. I just wanted to bring you through the whole menu. When I arrow down again, it wraps to the top. We're back to battery 90%. I hope you've enjoyed this presentation. And as I learn more, I will bring it on to the show. On our next show, we're going to be featuring a game that has come out recently. So all gamers, tune in and be ready. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening on ACB Radio Mainstream, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern, repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can tune in using any internet-connected device and pointing it to acbradio.org slash mainstream, Use ACB Link for iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call a new number. Many of you may be familiar with the old number, but that number has changed. If you would like to hear ACB Radio over the phone, call 712-775-4808. Again, that's 712-775-4808. Do you have ideas or have you recorded a demonstration of a product or service? Feel free to let us know. Main Menu at acbradio.org. You can also give us a shout out on Twitter at Main Menu. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.